Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Welcome to this week's edition of the Pool Guy Show. Today I'm going to talk about the flow of your pool and what can cause it to have no flow or obstructed flow. I'm going to try to go over as many things that will cause your pool to have poor circulation in this podcast. And this podcast is brought to you by InyoPools.com. InyoPools has been helping pool owners find the right pool parts in 2001. With over 50,000 pool parts in stock, order online today and have your parts delivered right to your door. And the podcast is also sponsored by Riptide Pool Vacuum. The Riptide is a powerful vacuum system that will get large debris off the bottom of your pool rapidly. So if you do pool service, this would be a great tool to have. If you're a homeowner and you live in an area with a lot of wind, you can also order just the battery box and the vacuum head. And it might be a good purchase to have if you live in an area where you get a lot of leaf debris in your pool. You can learn more about the Riptide Pool Vacuum System at www.riptidevac.com. So I run to this often on my route where I'll get to an account and it looks like the pool has been running well. There'll be a lot of surface debris, a lot of dust on the surface. And so I have to troubleshoot to find out why the pool is not flowing. So I'll start with the first and most obvious. Um, you know, we're heading towards a windy season here in California and other parts of the country are also going to experience this. Here in California, we call it Santa Ana wind. So one of the things that happens is that there's a lot of leaf debris in the pool. So the first thing I always check for is to make sure that the skimmer basket isn't clogged up with debris. Sounds simple, but it's something that a lot of people miss um, when they're doing their service of their own pool. Then if the skimmer basket looks fine, I'll check the uh, pump basket to make sure that it's free of debris. And depending on the type of pump you have, depends on how badly it gets clogged up with even a small amount of debris. If you have a uh, Jandy e-pump, you know, the basket, just in that area where the impeller is at, get clogged up with small little particles of debris and that will actually slow down the flow of the pool. Other pumps like the Whisper Flow or the standard Jandy pumps, um, it could be compacted with a lot of debris in the basket and still get pretty good flow but it's going to definitely affect it. So you want to check your pump basket. Even if it looks clean, check the area where the impeller is at. The impeller sits at the very bottom of the pump basket and if any debris is in that little area right there that will definitely slow the flow of the pool down. So skimmer basket, pump basket, and then I'll check the suction side cleaner if they have one to see if there's anything inside the throat of the cleaner or stuck in it. Um, usually a rock or a large chunk of debris will, will be stuck in there and that can slow the uh, system down and cause it to look like it's not flowing well. And then the canister of the suction side cleaner is also something that I check to make sure that everything is flowing. And those are usually the culprits at the beginning um, stages of this. And if you do all that, you still don't have flow, then you want to go to a few more other steps. I'll go over that right now. So something that's very common, and usually the first thing I check, is the impeller of the pump can get clogged up pretty easily. If anything gets in there, it will impede the spinning of the impeller. The impeller will still spin, but you'll notice probably if, you're, if you have a pressure gauge that's working on your filter, you notice that the pressure gauge, the PSI reading, 
will be normally let's say it's at 20 it'll be probably around 10 or 8 then you probably know that there's something in the impeller at that point so I take the pump I turn the pump off I remove the pump basket and then I simply get a screwdriver sometimes you can reach in there with your finger and actually feel the debris uh, some pumps are a little impellers a little set further back you can't do that so I get the screwdriver and I spin the impeller and usually when the debris is freed from the impeller, you're going to hear a gurgling sound. The water will gurgle. That means that the water is flowing through again. Then I fill up the pump basket with water, pump air with water, put the basket back in, and start to pool up. And that usually solves a lot of the problem. So the clogged impeller is something you want to check first. Then um, if you check that, everything looks fine. Another thing that I see happen is that the weir gate, that's the gate right there by the skimmer, may get stuck on some debris. This happens sometimes. Uh, long debris or maybe a twig or something will get in there and just get just in the right spot where the weir gate won't go down all the way and it may look like it's not flowing. The weir gate is stuck up and if you just um, remove the debris the weir gate will, will move again and that will let water through the skimmer. Uh, low water in the pool, pretty obvious. Um, the water is low then the pool is not going to Unless you have a float diverter valve in there, the water is not going to pull from anywhere but the skimmer and it's going to cause the pump to kind of run and stop and run again. So the water level is important too. But that would be pretty obvious if you're looking at the pool. Then you would have a suction leak somewhere in the line, usually right around the pump area of the pool, usually at the discharge and intake. If the pump gets hot and overheats, sometimes the discharge will melt slightly and the intake also melts, but you'll notice more of a leak on the discharge of the pump than the intake. So you'll see maybe little drops of water coming from the top of the pump. And that means there's a suction leak in the pool. And that could cause the pool to not prime properly or, or have the proper flow. So check that also. It's an air leak will cause that. And usually that's right at the top of the pump or in front of the pump coming into the pump right in that threaded area of the top of the pump or the threaded area of the front of the pump. And to fix this, you would just replumb the pump, the front and the top of the pump. That'll fix any kind of suction leak. Um, you may have um, the O-ring in the pump lid is also a very common problem. And believe it or not, it's very simple to fix. You just simply change the O-ring or you can lube it up really good with um, magic lube. It's a good lubricant to keep it from uh, causing problems. So check the pump lid o-ring if it looks really uh, flat or old cracked replace it with a new one and that solves a lot of problems too so for me i think the, the two basic things that i always check and usually solve the problem is the clogged impeller and then i will change the pump lid o-ring and uh, that usually solves the problem in most cases I have run into the problem. Um, usually it's on the Hayward Super 2 pumps where the diffuser melts. The Super 2 runs hot. I may run out of water in the pool and the diffuser in that will melt and warp and that will cause the uh, pool to have weird flow issues because basically the diffuser kind of um, pulls the water in into a small area and that's what, that's what gives the flow to your pool is that diffuser pulling the water into a like a pinpoint force. And if that's not working properly, you're going to have some flow issues with that. It's not super common, but it's something to look for too. If you're trying to isolate a problem and you can't figure out what's going on, you've checked for a suction leak, you've checked the impeller, you've changed the pump lid o-ring, you're still having a lot of air 
what seems like air inside the pump, then it could be the diffuser of the pump. And you can just simply replace that part. It's pretty easy to replace. So replace that. Another thing that you'll run into is air in the line. So this happens a lot if you have a filter that's far from the pool and you don't have a check valve in front of the pump. So what will happen is um, on occasion, if you're cleaning the filter or if the pump were to run dry, the air will, there will be a pocket of air in the line and that will cause the pool not to flow. And it basically just won't be running at that point. So there's a couple things you can do to get the air out of the line. One trick that I, I have a video on that I show is I, if it has an attached spa, I'll put it in spa suction and then I'll slowly turn the Jandy valve back to pool suction and you'll see the air get in the pump and you turn it back to spa and you kind of do this until you kind of get to where it's sucking from the spa and also the pool and that generally will get the air out. Once the air is out you can turn it all the way back to pool suction. If there's no attached spa you can use a drain bladder, put it in the skimmer, turn on the garden hose with the drain bladder. The drain bladder is a device you can get at the hardware store. It blows up like a balloon keeping all the um, kind of making all the water flow in that area, stopping anything from getting out behind the pipe. So use a drain bladder, turn it on, and let the pump fill up with that. Then you want to turn on the pump. Sometimes it's good to have two people. Then you want to turn off the, the hose where the drain bladder is at. If you fail to do it at the right time, the drain bladder could explode or be pulled off the hose. A lot of things can happen. So use a drain bladder with caution. I personally prefer the cloth ones. Those seem the most durable. They're super expensive, they're like $40 for the cloth version of the drain bladder, but those are the best uh, drain bladders that I've found. If you have a pool with valve actuators and you have an attached spot, you can still do the same trick. There's a switch on there. Uh, there's a, usually a one off and then a two position. And so you can kind of play with it, move the switch to spa mode manually, and then turn the switch back towards pool, then turn it off, and you would have like 90% spa suction, 10% pool suction. Go ahead and turn it back towards the pool section, then turn it off again. And it's kind of the same way of turning the valve manually with your hand, and that will get the air out of the line. So that's kind of the trick that I use to get the air out of the line. And it's kind of common in certain pools. I have a couple accounts on my route where when I clean the filter or the salt cell, this exact thing happens all the time, and i got to clear the line, I clear the air out of the line. And then you may have a um, debris stuck in the skimmer line. And this is common too, this happens. And the drain bladder, of course, is a great way to get the debris out. You can either use it from the skimmer side to blow it towards the pump, or you can put it in, you can turn the pool off, take off the pump lid, and put the drain bladder in to the pump, turn it on, and you can blow out any kind of debris um, from the pump to the skimmer. And that usually takes care of the problem. You may need to hire a pool service company with a CO2 tank to blow the lines out or a plumber. Uh, some plumbers won't do it anymore because they can crack the pipes, but you can find someone in an area that will do the CO2 clearing of the pipe, and usually it's a pool service company that will blow it out for you with the CO2 tank. So those are the issues that are in the most commonly. I guess an uncommon one would be a crack skimmer line that happens. Uh, I think probably in the past three or four years, I've had two or three skimmers replaced. I just had one replaced last month, and... It was just the pump was priming, then it would lose its prime, then it would prime again, and checked everything. We checked everything, and it, we just had to call a leak detector company in, and they isolated it as the crack skimmer line.
which I suspected because it was um, it was a stone deck, and I noticed that it was really wet right behind the skimmer, so I suspected it was a cracked skimmer line. And that will cause that same problem um, where you'll get air in the system and it'll cause the flow to be really bad at, at most of the time. You'll get full suction and you'll get no suction and full suction as the pool is running all day long. So the best thing to do is call a leak detector. I use American Leak Detector. They're really good. They can find just about any leak and they find a lot of leaks at the skimmer. I think the guy told me that about 28, 28 to 30% of the leaks that they find are at the skimmer itself. So that's that's something that could happen to your pool also. If you have an older skimmer, if you notice cracks in your skimmer above the waterline, there's a good chance there's a crack below the waterline in the skimmer where you can't see it. So definitely keep that in mind if you're having problems with the flow of your pool. Let me go over some other obvious things that could cause poor flow. Um, one of them is a dirty filter. So there's a gauge on top, it's uh, pounds per square inch, the PSI gauge, and the most I've ever seen a D filter get to was 45 PSI. That's like the dirtiest I've ever seen a D filter get. Um, I'm not sure if it can go any higher than that. I don't know if the tank would actually explode or not, or the flow is so little that it's not going to cause any problems. But 45 is high as I've seen on that. Cartridge filters, normally the PSI doesn't move dra dramatically, so um, you may not see a huge uh, jump in the PSI when it's clean and dirty, so that's hard to indicate. Sand filter, I've seen as high as 35 also PSI. So that's an indicator of that the, the reason why the flow is, is poor is the filter is dirty. So for a D filter, take it apart, clean it, hose off the grids, put it back together, and the filter should, the PSI should drop to about 20. Usually D filters run 18, sometimes 22 when they're clean. And I suggest marking the gauge with a Sharpie. If you don't have a Pentair gauge with the clean and dirty mark on it, go ahead and get a Sharpie and just mark when you cleaned it. So let's say it's 20 PSI after cleaning it, put the Sharpie mark there. I also like to write the date on the filter with the Sharpie, so I'll write the date I cleaned it. And if you come back the following week or if you're a homeowner and you check, you come back to your pool a couple days later and the PSI is back up to 30 and the water quality is good, there's no algae or anything like that happening, then chances are the grids are too old and you just have to replace them. Generally, you can get four or five years out of the DE grids. If you notice some tears or rips, they're getting old, so replace them. And that generally solves the problem by replacing the grids and the DE filter, and that will get the flow going in the pool. I mentioned that cartridge filters don't, um, the pressure doesn't go up too high in the filter, especially if you have a large cartridge filter with four cartridges in them. So the indicator of a cartridge filter having Poor flow is, is just the actual return of the pool. If you notice that the, re, the pool water return is pretty weak, chances are that the uh, flow is bad because the cartridges are dirty. So take them out, hose them off, put everything back together. And if you notice the flow is poor still, then the cartridges are probably old and need to be replaced. So uh, the cartridges, depending on a lot of factors, but generally speaking, if you have a four cartridge system, the cartridge should last three or four years. If you have a single cartridge, you're probably going to replace that every year or so. So keep that in mind with the cartridge filter. Sand filters, again, uh, the PSI will definitely rise on a sand filter when it's dirty. Then you want to backwash it and that will lower it down. And generally speaking, uh, even lower than 20 PSI, depending on how big the pump is on the sand filter. So it may drop to 15 PSI. And when it gets up to uh, 25 PSI, you want to backwash it again. 
rule of thumb with sand filters is that when it goes up 10 psi on the gauge, you want to backwash it. They run better when they're dirty, so if you backwash it every week, uh, chances are you're going to also have a flow issue because you need the filter does run better when there's some dirt in there. So you don't want to overclean the sand filter, and I've seen that happen too. So don't backwash the sand filter until the psi goes up by 10 psi. And I've also seen poor flow in a sand filter if they have too large of a horsepower pump on the sand filter. So keep that in mind too. If you're having a pump replaced, you don't want to go any higher than what the builder put in. Sometimes builders will actually put in too big of a pump to begin with. I had one that had a two horsepower pump on a sand filter and it was having a lot of flow issues, a lot of air getting in there. A lot of it had to do with the large pump on the filter. And the same goes with the cartridge filter. If you have a single cartridge filter, you definitely want to make sure you have the right size pump on there. You don't want to have too much flow going towards to it because that could cause problems for that filter itself. And I should also mention that I've also been to accounts where the filter has been installed backwards with the inlet and outlet reversed. So cartridge filters, the Quad D filter, sand filters generally have the inlet on top, whereas D filters have the inlet on the bottom, outlet on top of the uh, plumbing. So a lot of times someone will replace their DE filter with a quad DE filter and not realize that the inlet is on top and not the bottom. Um, Pentair has done a great job of labeling this. They have like these gigantic warning labels on, on the filters now, so it doesn't happen as often, but in the past it would happen all the time. And the cartridge filter also, customers will replace their DE filter with a cartridge filter. I, well, I'll know right away that something is wrong when I get to an account and there's a backwash valve still on the plumbing and there's a cartridge filter connected to it, I can almost guarantee that the inlet and outlet weren't reversed. So what will happen is that uh, the filter will not fill up with water. Um, you'll notice this if you have a cartridge filter, only the, the one-fourth of the bottom of the cartridge are, are getting dirt on them, the rest are clean, and that means that your cartridge filter was installed backwards. Um, not very common, but something I should mention in case you run into that you're wondering why the pool's not flowing well. Could be very well be that the new filter was installed backwards. And I've had customers panic when they get out to their pool and they see that the filter gauge is showing zero and or showing really low. And sure enough, the filter gauge is broken. Uh, sometimes they'll get they'll get stuck at like 10 psi when you turn off the pool. When you turn the pool on, it'll be at 40 psi. So it may look like the flow is bad when it's actually just a broken gauge. Um, so that's something that I run into also, that there's a broken filter gauge, and of course you can see right away that the pool is flowing really well, and it's just the gauge that's broken, so that's a really simple thing to fix. Now there are some things that can happen on the return line of the pool that would cause poor flow. One would be a salt cell with a lot of buildup, and this will cause flow to be restricted going to the salt cell itself. I've seen this happen when there's a tremendous amount of buildup in the salt cell, and this will restrict flow, causing back pressure. The filter, uh, the PSI gauge will go up pretty high. If your filter's clean, and normally at 20, with back pressure, it may go up to 30 or 35. So simply cleaning the salt cells will solve this problem. A broken check valve in the return side also would cause this. I see this a lot with the old Ortega check valves. They'll, the, the flap will break off, causing some restriction in the flow. It happens also with the Jandy check valves. If they get really old, the flap may break, the spring on there, so and they may not work. They may actually restrict the flow of water. 
So check that also if you, you can actually hear in most cases the check valve malfunctioning if you, if you listen carefully to the equipment when it's running you'll hear some noises coming from the check valve itself. I've had occasions where heater parts will break off and clog the return line. Not very common but it could happen and it does happen. And the last thing I'll mention is if you have a return side cleaner like a player 360 sometimes the screen will get clogged up if you have if you clean the filter and don't clean the screen of the cleaner I always like disconnecting the Polaris 360 from the return line when I clean the filter to prevent that and also um, you may have too much suction going towards the return line cleaner you may want to um, open up some return lines to get to give the pool more flow again that will cause back pressure you'll notice that the PSI will rise because the water is not flowing um, into the pool quick enough and it builds up into the filter and it could be dangerous back pressure could cause the filter lid to actually explode off of there um, but that's pretty rare also if you have a in-floor system with a caretaker uh, there's also a screen inside the caretaker that could get clogged up with debris that normally happens also when you clean the filter so uh, always check that to make sure that the caretaker uh, screen is not clogged up with debris so those are a lot of the things that I'll run into that will cause poor flow in a pool, either from the suction side or the return side of the pool or the filtration. So keep that in mind when you're troubleshooting your pool for poor flow. Start with the basic, kind of work your way all the way down through. And if you can't figure it out, definitely call a professional leak detector in and they'll be able to isolate the problem for you. Could be a bad um, jandy valve, could be anything that would cause the problem and the leak detector company will come out and check it for you. Just be forewarned that they're really expensive. I think the uh, American leak detector charges $400 to pressure test the lines and to isolate the problem. So any other companies are pretty similar in price. So it's gonna cost you a pretty penny to have a professional leak detector come out and look at your system, but you may get to that point if you can't isolate why your pool is not flowing correctly. So I hope you found this podcast helpful. Uh, if you're a homeowner looking for more resources, please go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. I have an ebook and a print book available that has a lot of these resources in there. And if you are if you do pool service, you can also go to my website at swimmingpoollearning.com. I have a coaching site that I created. I also formed an official national association through the coaching site. The members in my group are now called Swimming Pool Service Pro Association. And this is a group of, right now I have over 125 members and growing. And one of the good benefits of joining the group is that you get 10% off your general liability insurance through SPPA. You also get 10% off the Riptide Cleaner. I have this really great uh, group going, uh, group chat and group me. And there's a bunch of pool guys and gals in there posting questions, answering questions in there. You can also text me directly or call me. So there's a lot of great benefits for joining the group. You can learn all of that uh, from my website. You can click on the link in the homepage that says coaching, or you can click on the link for the association, and both of them will take you to the page where you can sign up for that. So I hope you found this podcast helpful in troubleshooting any kind of flow issues with your pool. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer 
backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.